Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from the high frontier, I'll be your co-host, Dave Drumbor. Joining me as always, my co-host, Sean Cliffhanger Ellis. How's it going, Sean? <laughs> uh, David, David, David. I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? I'm doing really good. I'm glad that we're watching another kind of, well, they're all bonkers at this point, but another crazy cartoon that I was not super familiar with to begin with, so I did not know what to expect. I know we talked about this previously, and you had, I think, some of the toys? I had one or two of the toys for this, yes. One or two of the, like, 14 characters that are on screen at any given time? Oh, my God. Jesus. There are so... I I really wonder, like, how they were able to... Like, how they were able to put out so many toys for this, because as we've talked about primarily is that what happens is that the cartoon is used as a vehicle to sell the toy. And so the cartoon will come first and the toy will come second. This is one of those rare instances where there was a toy that then they made a cartoon for it to kind of fill in some of the the gaps. To explain there, the reason if for you the could, toy, if you, if you, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> because they couldn't be like, oh, what's this character's name? A bad financial decision. Yeah. Ooh, like, doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, it doesn't work with the investors too well. But uh, oh, were you familiar man. with the cartoon at all, though? I, I, I must have watched it at some point, yeah. but I, I really think that I was more into the commercials for this franchise and, and the toys. I, I just thought the toys were really cool. Uh, let me ask you this. Was, were these those commercials where it was like real kids playing with the real toys? Oh, hell yeah. But in like a heightened setting, like some you know, team of adult engineers had come in and like rigged up an entire like play area for them. Mm-hmm. And told him exactly then, what to do. Yeah, and I want to say it was also one of those ones where it was like cut, like you know, if it was like a thirty-second commercial, yeah. there was maybe like ten seconds of it where it was like a really kind of like flashy cartoon decal that like kind of migrated and wiped up to the front of the screen. It was like Sky Commanders, and I was like, oh, oh I gotta get these. I remember. I think I, I, I want to say I remember trying really hard to find this toy for some ungodly reason and i remember finding it in new jersey when i was visiting my grandparents that's where all bad toys go to die Uh, a little in fact but yeah and it it was something where i i was just like oh i gotta get these and they're like well you should just get two and i'm like that's why you're the best grandparents Grandparents are the best the best i just want one toy you should probably get two probably get two it's jersey they're just gonna burn them anyway (laughs) oh jesus I don't think I ever had these though, but when you were talking about them before, like it seems like something that would have been right up my alley because essentially these were just kind of like GI Joes attached. They were attached, right? They weren't like freestanding. Uh, no, the the action figure. Yeah. Um, you know, you could take the action figure off oh, you of could. like this okay. grappling hook backpack because that didn't really happen very often in the actual cartoon that we watched, which is really disturbing. Yeah, yeah it was a little bit weird. Okay, it you... it kind of just felt like they were stuck. Yeah, like they had in grown into it, or like it was fused to their spine. We'll we'll talk about that in a second. But okay, so the actual toy, the action figure, was separate from their equipment. Correct. Okay, and then the yes. equipment had like hooks, or it had physical line within itself that like attached the two ends of something. Yeah, yeah. So it had uh, like uh, again, this this Sky Commanders is what we're talking about, right? And 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 this cartoon sort of posits the question: What if everybody moved via grappling hooks? Yes. And as a child, you're just thinking this is the coolest fucking thing, yeah. you know? It's like not quite, it's like if we could break through that jetpack barrier, then we could leave this shit behind. But it's like, we haven't quite mastered jetpacks, but we have exhausted the possibilities of ropes. And we are right. at the pinnacle of rope technology. And this it's, is what we've got. It's like if you were playing Bionic Commando for the, for the NES, yes. and you're just like, okay, cool, Bionic Arm, right. but for some reason this fucker can't jump. Right. <laughs> followed by grappling hook and then jetpack. That's the order of progression yeah. that every kid must have wanted. That's the evolution that of locomotion of action hero toys and cartoons. <laughs> right. You basically right. want to get to the point where you don't have to physically do anything, but all your equipment does everything for you. Yeah. Yeah. And we're pretty close so to this one. What it had was kind of like a like a zip line right. that would come out of the the large backpack piece right. that the character would like clip into. It had like one of those like plastic like oh yeah the clips, clips that, that was broke. in the middle yeah. that you would just kind of put like you'd, you'd stick them like with their, their waist. waist into yeah, it yeah. you know and then inevitably like you said like something would snap and you'd be like well this is the end of this story yep oh boy but yeah it uh it had that and then the other thing that we saw in the cartoon 
was sort of these pieces that they had that were on their wrist. Yeah. Almost like a had, backup. Yeah. It had that, and that was actually attached, like, it came off so you could hang it from something, oh. but then, like, the, the bungee string that it had was attached in the, the character's arm so they could, like, swing or grapple or do other things. And, but the challenge was is the action figures were, like, they were, you know, they, I think they were a little bit smaller than G.I. Joe. Oh, okay. And if you, like, took that piece off of the, the control panel, and you could kind of see that, it's sort of like the, like Leela from Futurama, mm-hmm. sort of like the, the wrist computer that she has. Right. If you were to put, like, a bungee cable underneath it right. and have it raised slightly, that's, that's what we're talking about, okay. just for visual reference for everybody. And so if you took that piece off of your character... It was a nightmare to thread it back around. Oh, it was just like it was one of those things where like you did it once and you're just like, oh, oh shit, it's never gonna go back in. You just you wrap just it like, around well, their guess, arm, yeah. Yeah, I guess this guy's just always grappling, yeah, like forever grappling. And I'm and I'm grappling with the idea of this never being perfect again. Which See, this man, this sounds like something that I definitely would have loved because I just had like the bootleg like roll of kite string that I would just string all across my room and then just have GI Joes or turtles or whatever. Just like slide oh, down. Yeah. So this was like tailor made for me, but I don't think I ever had one. I definitely I didn't watch the cartoon. T- definitely didn't watch the cartoon. I had, I had kitchen twine. Yeah, exactly. Kitchen twine. I had kite string, <laughs> whatever I had laying around. I think I had at one point I had like phone wire or something, just weird shit laying all over the place. Phone wire? Yeah, I just had like, you know, I'd strip, a, strip the plastic off of like old phone cables and just have a wire everywhere. Because I made bases. Like I made bases for the good guys and yeah. the bad guys. Yeah. Right. Because that's what you do when you're an only child. All right. So, Sky Commanders. <laughs> you want to give us a little history about what this thing was supposed to be? Or uh, not what it's about, but how it got started. Sure. So, Sky Commanders is an animated television series made by Hanna-Barbera with the co-production of Toei Animation. It premiered in 1987 as a part of the fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera and lasted for 13 episodes. It was based on the action figure line from Kenner Toys. There you go. Toys and cartoons. 1987. Uh, here, here's where shit gets crazy. Like, it sounds pretty good so far, right? It's just basically like G.I. Joe's with primitive proto jetpacks grappling hook. That right. sounds cool. Whoever decided to, like, build this insane backstory for Sky Commanders, I mean, I love it, but it's completely insane. So try to stick with oh, me yeah. here for the synopsis. Well, oh, you mean the synopsis, a.k.a. The theme song for this show. Also the theme song, yeah. So we're going to rehash a lot of this in the theme song. Uh, So the storyline of Sky Commanders comprises the daily adventures of a multiracial group of soldiers and mountaineering specialists. You good so far? Yep. From all over the world who battle the evil General Lucas Plague and his goon squad of villainous mercenaries and miscreants, the Raiders, whose uh, whose aim is to seize control of the planet. The series is set on a new continent, Deep uh, I think it's deep in like the Southern Pacific, and it's known as the High Frontier. It was created by the emergence uh, to the surface world of a new and powerful, unstable radioactive element called Beta Seven. <laughs> we still good here. We got a new continent in the middle of the middle of the South Pacific. Check. Uh, it was because of a unstable radioactive element that forced it to the Earth. Check. And it's called the High Frontier. Check. Here we go. Travel throughout the new continent is only possible by means of high altitude flight or by means of using laser cables, a specialized version of repelling cord emitted from combat backpacks worn by both raiders and sky commanders. So you literally have a tailor-made continent that is only accessible by the 14 or 15 people that have this technology. <laughs> this is one of the more bonkers back, like backstories I think we've ever seen. Right. Yeah. I love that the entire idea behind this is that New continent, mm-hmm. radioactive element mm-hmm. that everybody's trying to get because, because, because as we're gonna say in the theme song, yeah. if you possess yeah. Theta Seven, yeah. it has the ability to allow you to conquer the planet. Doesn't really explain how. Nope. Just is it doesn't a thing it doesn't give you happen. any how or nope. why. It's just if you get it, because because like, planet if, ruler. It really is like an if if this then that, yep. and and so it, it's sort of crazy that for all of this stuff and for all of the the potential world domination yeah. that's uh, uh, that surrounds this uh, the stakes of this show, they really have just been like you know what 
we have all every country has a military but and helicopters but guys don't worry about it we have combat backpacks <laughs> with laser rep- oh no there's raiders in there uh, you know what let's send in our own multiracial every, team of people everybody to take care gets of this. one except america you can have like four but everybody else gets one it's like i don't know like ireland you can probably send like a lady australia you get one guy Jamaica, for some reason, you get one guy. Yeah. Uh, the Russians. This is are, the weirdest United Nations that we've ever seen. It's really since. strange, guys. Well, and I, 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 I want to say kudos to them yeah. for in 87 being like, we could put a multiracial league together okay. that, that are all good guys because all the bad guys are just like straight up Caucasian. Yeah, they really are. And they're not like defined by anything. Like they don't come from anywhere. They're not all German. They're not any kind of Asian, they're not Soviets. Right. There's actually a Soviet good guy uh, who's on, right. the, on the Sky Commanders team. So we, we've got all of these multicultural people who are there, and I feel like the reason that they picked those cultures is because they were very easily stereotyped. And poorly accented, fashion. like poorly Holy done sh- by not native speakers. Ooh, I had to listen to a boy. couple of these accents multiple times yeah, to be like, a, what are they saying? B, where the fuck are they from? Red, red is my favorite. And Southern Ireland. Southern, <laughs> Southern Ireland. Southern fucking Ireland. Uh, native speaker, Red McCullough. Yeah. Oh boy, this is. I love. If you guys out the... there love or hate accents, you are going to hate or love this episode tonight. Oh Christ! Sean gets to do his Jamaican accent, though. I'm not doing a Jamaican. You get to do one line cause... in Jamaican accent, and it's the best worst line of the entire episode. You're going to have to feed me that line I'll because feed it I did to you. not write I it down. I wrote so okay. many of them down because I didn't care about okay. the plot because it's just like action, action, action. But the quotes were amazing. All right. We'll, <laughs> we'll get into the characters in a second. Let's, let's jump into that theme song. Um, All right. It is not a theme song. It's not a theme song. It is so a this, history this lesson. Is what, yeah. This, this is fun because as, we, as we've said, you know, if you're trying to sell the toy, yep. you're also trying to sell the world building that comes along with it. Yeah, and I you're love trying that. to sell. Yeah. Which is so much fun. And it's, it's helpful because I'm sure that they probably set out on this journey and they were like, we're just going to do this initial 13 that Hanna-Barbera wants to do. We'll see where it goes from there. But we should also probably have like a nice little reminder at the beginning of every episode to be like, hey, remember all the work that we did on this backstory? I feel like as a writer myself, I feel like this is one of those sly ways to be like, hey guys, remember how fucking creative I was yeah. when I put together all this shit? Remember when I created a new continent for you guys? Yeah. Don't lose, don't you lose sight of it. Don't you lose sight of Eighth it. Eighth wonder of the world right there. Yeah. yeah. This oh, hellscape, which is just like an aggro <laughs> crag on steroids. This is one of the worst places in the world. I, I'm sorry. I just, I, I need to get into the fact that for this entire continent, yeah. all right, it is completely unstable. Oh, so there unstable. is not, there is not a part of this continent that actually could be inhabitable for humans for evidently more than 24 hours anywhere from 30 seconds to 24 hours right this thing will just crumble (laughs) under your feet (laughs) and they literally employ a quote-unquote like seismologist to just check how stable whatever area they happen to be in there's also things like acid bogs there's a bunch of weird Uh, creatures everywhere new creatures and and apparently the whole place is like radioactive because of this beta 7 so that's interesting so You'd have to think that you need like radiologists to be able to identify some of this stuff. Yeah, and like actual I think you'd need suits, like not just combat backpacks, like radiation proof right. suits or Geiger counters at least. Like zoologists for all of the yeah. new creatures, like even even something that even somebody who's maybe interested in like cryptids, yeah. like things that like, you know, may exist, like we're not sure, you know, but like this is the prime place for like a Jersey Devil to just suddenly yeah. show the fuck up and like you have shit. no idea. So many weird things. And you would want a geologist because this is the land where we're, we're claiming this is a new continent. Yes. This is a new continent, and we are exploring this because we are trying to get this radioactive element so that we can control the world, so that we can rule the planet Earth. And in no way, shape, or form can you even set foot. I, I guess what I'm having a hard time yeah. with, Dave, and maybe you can help me I'm out. Probably not. Books. Maybe you can help me out here, books. I'll try. All right. Oh, my Is calculations like... suggest that we'll only be stable for the next 30 seconds, but perhaps less. <laughs> oh, God. So what, what qualification has to happen where you're just like, yep, new continent, 
Like, I, I thought that it would have to actually be, like, land that you, that would be permanent for more than 24 hours. <laughs> I think the thing is that... That's what like, I thought my qualification it, is for continent. It seems like it's kind of always shifting, though. Like, it's always kind of uh, rising or, or, you know, like, kind of sublimating. If you, if you talk about, like, tectonic plates, there's sort sure. of sublimation where one slides under the other or, or uh, you know, it goes on top of the other. And that happens, but over, like, eons, you know? Right. And obviously, the reason that we get earthquakes for the most part is when two plates are kind of rubbing against each other at a friction point, or there's one that kind of slips and, and uh, kind of springs. Uh, but that usually happens over like huge time periods. This thing posits that like there's a radioactive element, it like rose through the crust of the earth and kind of made this almost like a sandcastle, like a death sandcastle. So, like, parts <laughs> of it will rise and, and be created while other parts are falling and crumbling, and it's not very steady. What I, it's insane, but what I love about this is that they clearly were like, well, we've got this toy where it's just grappling hooks. So that's, <laughs> what are we going to do with that? Like anywhere else it's you can just every, like... every 80s kid wants. Exactly, and it's great. It's a, to- it's, a, it's a toy property and cartoon that's just built around grappling hooks, and I love it. But they're like, well, we're not going to be in a city because you could just like fly helicopters, tanks, motorcycles, whatever. We need some place where you can only access it through grappling hooks. So I love the idea of like mountain climbing, mountaineering, rappelling, sure. rope climbing. But this is like to the extreme, both the landscape itself and the way that they get around. And it's completely insane, but I love that they just go like whole hog into it. It's, it's yeah. probably my favorite thing about this, this entire cartoon, which is good because it's, it's, it's the an, only thing it's based around. Right. It's amazing to think that if you were like a, a mountaineer or a climber or like a rappeller at any point, and, and with very few other qualifications, you know, you don't even actually even need those qualifications. No. You could have just been Irish yeah. or a surfer. Or can read books. Right. <laughs> like, and so it, it's, it's the idea that, you know, they were putting people into this and it, with the idea of, hey, we need you to explore this continent that was made by a radioactive element. Yep. All right. But also at the same time, Please find that radioactive element for us. Also, you're always going to be close to death. Yeah. Either, either from gravity or from that radioactive element or from these weird guys who like purple and green and call themselves raiders. Uh, there's a lot of weird oh, stuff. Let's, let's, let's say this. Yeah. That purple and green combo, yeah, it's a nice at look. least that squad, at least that squad talked about color coordination. Right. They got it unlocked. That's right. Looking real good. Squad goals 100%. Looking real good. You guys are also looking a lot more aerodynamic than our Sky Commanders team, who are just like a bunch of weird block people. They are, they are like red, white, and blue, which is weird to have a multicultural primary colors. Yeah. Right. But they, it's like yellow, like on like their bat, like their combat backpacks. Yeah. Like a majority of their like clothing and their helmets are like red, white, and blue. And then every once in a while, they've got like a little like yellow arm cuff. Like some type of a like a piece over their shoulder, like it's a weird shoulder pad, um, and then that's like that's kind of it. And then they got like these orange brown like poop brown backpacks that just fucking shoot red lasers out of them. And the, I love okay, so the difference between like the cartoon and the um <laughs> and, the, and the toys is that the people can at least detach themselves from these crazy things and be actual people. Whereas in the cartoon, you just see them walking around with these hulking monstrosities fused to their backs the entire time. There's a couple instances where, yeah, they do, they do leave and they are like disconnected from them. But for the most part, right. not really. <clears throat> not really. They're stuck. But I mean, you would, you would have to think that unless they're in this like enormous spaceship that they have that they travel around in, why would you ever take these things off? True, true. I mean, they're, and they're, they're so in comfortable a, they're... like zipping around in these things that it's just like, yeah. it's, it's just second nature to them at this point. <clears throat> And it, it really feels like, and, and maybe it's a credit to whoever designed these, these suits for them. Yeah. I'm not saying the people who designed the cartoons. I'm simply <laughs> saying that, like, whatever material was used yeah. looks like it's fucking fiberglass in weight because they are jumping. They are, like, jumping using zero momentum oh, yeah. off of a zip line. <laughs> and then in midair, just they're just, spinning. like, targeting a new thing, shooting a new line and just zipping down that. Dude, You're like, looks well. So much fun, though. Um, oh God! It looks like a, it looks like it looks like one of those like fun retreats that you would go on where you're just like we're all ziplining, right? Yeah, but like uh-huh. without like that cool. without like that weird harness that cinches your nuts, like a, like a yeah. great like you know it doesn't crush the life out of you. You guys just sit back in like a lazy boy recliner that shoots lasers 
that once they hit something, then they'll turn into like metal cables. Honestly, I have no idea how this is this multicultural team is just not all American because like nothing would be better than than adventures in a new continent while zipping around in danger on a fucking lazy boy. Yeah, just sipping your seven eleven big slurpee right there. <laughs> just hitting a single button that shoots one laser. Yeah. Or hot wire. You can also hot wire, which is like your hot express wire. laser, and you have to shout hot wire whether you're a good guy or a bad guy. Ooh, those plants don't seem to like his hotwire. I don't like that hotwire. Uh, do you have anything oh, else from man. the theme song, which is essentially just the synopsis repeated? No, I mean, I, I think in terms of like setting the stage for something that yeah. is fun and also batshit, it does a great job of saying, like, who, am I, who, who do I care about? Right. Who are the villains? Right. What, are they, what are they fighting over? I didn't hear Feta 7 originally as the isotope. Okay. I heard Beta 7. Yeah, it sounds similar, but I've, I've read Feta yeah. 7 elsewhere because it so. sounds a little fancier i guess yeah i just can't so, just talk like come on mike summit leads the mountaineering team yeah let's get into, let's get into these guys characters. and then general <laughs> lucas plague if you name your child lucas plague you're basically damning him to become a supervillain when he grows up i feel like that's a pen name for him oh you think so i think his name yeah. was like some what, what do you think it's like name was? uh james klondike uh probably that's probably what it was yeah so he was like super into mountaineering and stuff but then he got that scar over his eye and he's like well i'm a villain now yeah, or just, uh, like, uh, Theodore Roundhouse. That's probably what it was. Yeah. He was the son of That'd that guy fun, from man. that movie. You get, you, get, uh, you get weird characters that are on here, like Mordax. <laughs> just like, which is like this... weird. Just, what is that name, Mordax? I don't know. Uh, I, I want to say like something one... real quick from the theme song, though, as we get into these yeah. characters, because we'll talk about them in a second. But as they're showing like these action shots of the guys zipping all around the, um, the mountainous regions that just crumble apart, there's like these weird moments where there's just uh, a superimposed image of one of the heroes. Yeah. But just like huge. Like he takes up the full screen and he's just staring off into space and smiling weirdly. And you're just like, the fuck is this guy? Who the he fuck just is this guy? And they don't introduce him. They introduce him pretty well in the show, I thought, for the most part. Which, yeah. I mean, the bad guys, there's like five of them. Most of them got named. I think only one of them did not. For the good guys, there's nine of these idiots running around. There's nine. Oh, God. And they introduce most of them, but, like, come on. You don't need nine. You don't need it. Not to start. Start with, like, five and then work in the other guys later. I, and you have to think, though, also from, like, a toy line yeah. that, you know, we, one of the big things for a lot of these toys is that, you know, you have, you have like, one mold. You have one mold right. for, like, the body, and you have a new mold for, like, the head, and you have, like, a, a third mold, you know, or, like, for their head and their arms is another mold. Right. Their body is, an, is a separate mold. And then you have uh, a third mold that you would use for, like, any equipment. Everybody's got different fucking equipment in this yeah. show. Like, everybody was just like, oh, I really want to be a unique snowflake. So give me what looks like a pneumatic tube, <laughs> and I want to put my body inside of it. That's right. Like, it's a little, like little jetpack hoverboard piece. And I, want- and I just want to... I want to blast around in this pneumatic tube well, ball all the day. I want a day. king's throne, and I want to be the king. Oh, God. I will tell you this, though. I guarantee you that Dr. Erica Slade and Red McCullough had the same mold, <laughs> and I bet oh. you that Cody, or, uh, Kodiak and Mordax had the same mold, too. Because they're basically like the ladies and then the big, dumb meatheads. But everybody else might have Amazing. been similar. But yeah, their equipment was all different. Uh, do you want to <laughs> run through the bad guys, since there's relatively few of them? We already talked General Lucas Plague. Yeah. We briefly We've mentioned Mor- uh, Dr. Erica Slade. She's the lady. Erica Slade. Yeah, how do you feel we about have, Mordax? Uh, we have Mordax. Eh, just big, dumb goofball. Big, dumb, you know? dummy. Don't, don't feel, I don't feel, actually, I feel bad for him because other people, other raiders are talking shit about him. While he's carrying like to, a 400-pound yeah. piece of equipment. Like, maybe don't piss the big bull off, you know? Like, he's doing work, and other people are just kind of walking around complaining about him. Yeah. I'm like, maybe just wait until he puts it down. Or maybe, like, help him with like, it, even if you're not really yeah. doing anything. At least you're helping a guy. Also, you guys have these jetpacks yeah. that, like, whiz around with everything. Why are you carrying are anything? You carrying, do you not have forklifts? Why are you carrying fucking just anything? Just put it on your little, your little whiz-bang throne. Put it on there and wire it on over into the ship. Come on, guys. Every GD thing on the back of you assholes yeah. is a glider. Yeah. With, with, a, with a little, like... Cl- like a like a clamp, yeah. With like a little like little clamp. robot clamp hand, yeah. just fuck. Ugh. Yeah, poor Mordax. I mean, yeah. He's you know burden. 
He deserves to be made fun of. He had every possible right, fucking tool right. given to him, and he done fucked it up by carrying it around with his human hands. It. Yeah. Well, you know who made fun of him mostly? It was Raider Wrath. Raider Wrath, Wrath. which, you know, come on. If you are a Raider mm-hmm. and, and your, your job title has to be before your name. <laughs> and your name's Wrath as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, Writer Dave. Yep. That, it's a complicated thing to have, Writer Dave. It is. You know, oh, and so it's a weird birth certificate. Uh, speaking of weird birth certificates, Krieg. I don't think Krieg. he was actually mentioned. And and if he was, I, I just have to assume he was just one of the other bozos yeah. in purple and green. Because there's only five in the background. There's only five. Yeah, and that's it. All right, so let's talk about Sky Commander. So we got Commander Mike Summit. Mm, Damn man. this. You name. know, just correct me if I like if you had a different feeling, but yeah. he is just like every goober leader. Yeah. He's he's a little play. more of like he's got a little more of like a militaristic edge kind of film. Like I I picture that this guy probably was like a veteran of some actual military service. Like it wasn't like a cyclops where he was like schoolboy trying to lead people. He was more like like a drill sergeant because he's kind of a hard ass and kind of an asshole at times. Yeah, uh, but he he was okay for the leader. He was fine. Guys, I'm open to. I'm open to options if anybody has a suggestion. Yeah, I'm just going to stand here and get pierced by cave crystals while one of you uh, jagoffs figures out how to get us out of here. Oh, God. Uh, give me one of your favorites or just another person. Uh, so I, I love Red McCullough. You love Red McCullough? Yeah. Uh, as, as one ginger to another, I, I uh, would be remiss if I didn't say that I love the other ginger. Uh, she just has uh, just an incredibly deep, southern irish accent and it is just it, it's it's equal parts enjoyable and infuriating, infuriating to listen to infuriating the thing that bugged me most about her and it wasn't her <laughs> fault it was the writers was that she literally the only thing she did she had one redeeming uh act in this scene or in this sure. cartoon but the only thing she did was ride the ass of basically like their their youngest member their rookie more or less which right. I don't know how long these idiots have been zipping around on these laser cables, but apparently this guy is somewhat newer, and that's RJ. And he's kind of like half cowboy, half surfer, because he makes references yeah. to both. So, like, pick one. But he's basically like the, the goofball, the Michelangelo cowabunga guy that, you know, kind of skates by the skin of his teeth, but he doesn't really, like, want to actually do the work. Well, she just rides him the entire time. And actually, probably when they take their uniforms off, she's still riding him, but we don't really get to Ooh. see that. I mean, they have good chemistry. They do. I mean, I wouldn't, I would not say no to that interaction happening. I totally in ship it. Show. Yeah. 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 Oh, you ship it. I ship it. I ship it. So it, it's, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. But that's, you mentioned, that's, their you mentioned that's just what they do. Right. Yeah. So you also mentioned we have RJ Scott. Yeah. Uh, surfer cowboy. Yeah, surfer cowboy. He's the guy who's in the weird throne, kind of like lazy boy yeah. pneumatic tube that <laughs> that floats around. It's very nimble. Uh, very nimble. And he, do you have, did you have a favorite? Uh, everybody else was or, kind of, everybody or else. simply one that we just didn't mention. Yeah, exactly. Yet. Like everybody else here, we'll talk about one more guy. The rest of them pretty much had like one line. Yeah, uh, it's between Kodiak and books for me. Yeah, because Kodiak was kind of just like he's the big dumb guy that was just kind of like grinning off into space in the in the intro theme song, which was just like, what? Why? But he's just he's kind of the muscle for the good guy's side, but they don't really use him that way. He's just kind of there. So, but he's fine. Books was books was cool. He has kind of this like very refined, almost British accent, and he is their technological advisor for all things having to do with seismology and man-eating fly traps. So books was fun. It's just I, 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 I love the idea that in in this show where they are all adventurers, yeah. that there's still some kind of like a like a jock mentality or oh, a hierarchy where, where they're just like, look at this idiot. He can fucking read. What's he read? But that's your name. Books. Your nickname is books. Oh, my name is actually Brian Baxter. No, no, no. Your name's books. Yeah, right. I'm American. I'm a child of this. Your name's books. Settle down, books. So the other guys, uh, we've got a. This guy's name is Cutter Kling. Yeah. Terrible name. We'll tell you what happens to him. He only has one fun thing that happens dies. to him. He dies. He yeah, dies right I thought he did. I thought he actually died. <laughs> I thought he did too. I was like, holy shit. No wonder they had nine guys to start because they killed one of them. <laughs> uh, we've got the Soviet named Yuri. Yuri. We've got an Australian named Spider Riley, which you, you barely hear from. You hear like one or two lines from him. 
You've got a Jamaican guy named Stryker, who you hear literally one line, I think, from him. We're going to let Sean do that later. Uh, oh, but that's pretty much it. If you can keep track of all of them, good luck, because I sure as hell couldn't. I had to go back and read like character descriptions for all these guys. They, there, they do a actually... decent job of trying to introduce them. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there's actually one great shot that they have where yeah. it's like a, a door opens yeah. and it's like it's all seven of them getting ready to like do battle yeah, but only seven like yeah only seven and then there's just like two that are like stowed away somewhere yeah. else and they're like seven is a i mean seven's a great look because you know, you've got that one you've got your leader exactly. in the center and you've got your three guys like wings on either side but then they're yep. just like well shit we still got two guys up in the pile in the cockpit yeah. so we should probably get them into the action I love the idea that they just got rid of like two other guys that were like, "Hey, you, we're trying to do a tableau here." So <laughs> yeah, just fuck all. If you two goons can just bounce <laughs> for like three seconds, we just got to get this this real tight seven shot going. Yeah, just on come join here. us later. The screen's literally not wide enough to accommodate nine people on zip lines. <laughs> Maybe you should have they, thought of that before green lighting a cartoon. But like a majority of the the first part of this episode where they're doing oh, battle with crazy. like the raiders. There's just like shit tons of people. It's crazy. And they like, you might wonder how like the lines actually work, the zip lines. I don't know because there's no like physical lines. They have some like backup lines, like Sean was mentioning from the wrist. They do have like physical um, emergency lines, E lines, I call them. But the main ones just shoot like this metal tip and it's a laser line that doesn't actually exist until it hits um, anchor points on either side. And then it forms like an actual line. But then what? Does it disappear? I, I, because they can just I, I, shoot I'm, another I'm, one, no problem. Yeah, I'm having a hard time with that because, like, <laughs> at no point does it really say, like, do they have like a finite number right. of these ropes that they can shoot? But it is a, it is a non-physical. It, 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 is, <laughs> it is a, a, thing, like, a, thing a metaphysical rope. Yeah, yeah. It is a metaphysical rope that shoots that only becomes a physical like a physical tangible object right. when it hits those anchor points right. and then it's just like oh you're safe it's, no it's like schrodinger's rope like if you if you try to observe it it does not exist <laughs> but if you don't observe it observe it then it it may exist and you may be able to zip line on your combat backpack <laughs> i love this cartoon man i just love it, that idea it's... and they don't even they don't even think about it they shoot a line they zip in and if they don't like it they just switch to another one at the the flick of an you know flick of a zip line yeah or if somebody's falling, they shoot like yeah. a bunch of zip lines like under them, and then they snag them with their their little hooks, their little plastic hooks that they have that are on top. I don't physically know how most of these things work because they just they are flipping from one thing to the next. But it's a great action sequence; like it works really, really well yeah. for these action sequences because it's something different. It's not good guys running in and driving in, bad guys running up and shooting lasers, and everybody missing everybody. It's a really cool action. Sequence. You get some really wide vista shots where you see all of these different lines like kind of going through yeah. some of this this new this new continent yeah, as it's that, crumbling you know, around them yeah yeah that does not feel like it's going to be new for very long no. it feels like everything that's in this is, is just about ready to be destroyed anyway so uh but it's it's them just like you know having these giant like highfalutin zipline battles which is a challenge in and of itself because you would think like on a zipline battle yeah. As long as you fucking shoot straight. You should be good. Like, you're guaranteed to hit something. Because yeah, they're stuck on that re- line. <clears throat> yeah, because you're stuck. Like, everybody's stuck on the same. Like, villains are on the same lines as the good guys yeah. barreling towards yeah. them very early in this first episode. <laughs> we, have, we have all of our uh, multicultural league, yep. you know, exploring everything. They shoot a bunch of zip lines into a rock, begin to zip line down into it, and all of a sudden, lo and behold, like, oh no, it's breaking yep. up. So they sh- uh, so we have our leader, our fearless leader, drop down, shoot another hook, uh, another line. Everybody drops down with their hooks onto yep. it. And they're just like, oh, good shooting. I'm just like, you fuckers are just, like, you all have this capability. Yeah. Like, you all have this power. I don't know why you're riding on his line. Yeah, get it. off. Get off the fucking line. I, I think it's to show that he's the leader, but he does take them pretty much right into danger because the raiders kind of get an ambush on them. Um, right. Let, let's, let's pause for a second. Let's say you're Ooh, a new okay. recruit. We've got Sky Commander 2.0. You're right. a new recruit. You're going into your first battle. What are your tactics? You've got, all right, here's what you got. Combat backpack, right? You've got sweet, sweet a uh, bunch of laser guns on your combat backpack. <laughs> Sometimes you got like bombs or missiles that you can just drop. You can't fire them apparently, 
but you, you just hold them in your you hands. hold them in your hands and you push them gently over the side. <laughs> so that makes sense. Oh god! Not a whole lot of armor because you're pretty much exposed. Um, so what's your tactic? Well, if I've learned anything mm-hmm. uh, from being recruited to a part of this elite, you were drafted, but that's fine. Zipline, my as I'm being drafted, drafted into this elite yep. zipline force, uh, I'm just gonna trust my gut. Okay, I'm gonna trust my old gut. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel so, like somebody might have honestly, something to say about that, but. Well, yeah, I know, but she's uh, she's gonna get snippy one way or another. You know what she might so, say, old Red McCullough. She might oh, say, Jesus. "Cut the daredevil, and surely it won't do us any good if your hot dog and gets us all killed." And if I was a surfer, I'd be like, "Little hot dog and never did anybody yeah. any bad." Oh, uh, Bra shaka, throw up the shaka. Yeah, I did. Ah, oh, Jesus. And then later on, the shocker. Anyway, if you, oh. we're gonna get into some of these accents now. It's gonna be bad. But no, I love it because the, the fighting tactics are either just like barrel into each other, um, throw a line right next to the guy so you do like a weird like Akira Kurosawa pass in the middle of the night and see if <laughs> one guy flinches. Or you just spin around on your vine and your vine, your line, and just shoot the guy in the back. <laughs> it's just right. any one of those tactics works well. Or get above them on your more stable laser grid, whatever that was, and uh, push missiles down on them. That's fun too. Yeah. Great toys. Great toys. Because, because as we've already identified that, you know, uh, we have like these hulking brutes on each team and uh, they're going to carry stuff back and forth, but be criticized for it. But in a battle, you should just carry heavy munitions just on, on a zip line that probably other people are riding on as well that are also taking laser fire because there's only really, it's unidirectional in terms of where people are firing. And you're also, we've, we've mentioned this. You're basically wearing a backpack on a fucking zipline with no fucking a armor on. So, backpack to boot, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So carrying a bomb is a great fucking plan. <laughs> All right, how do you feel about hot wires? It's like a special kind of version of your zipline. Yeah, like, I, I like the idea uh-huh. that uh, they, can, they can, on their little control, on their arm control panel, yeah. they can press a button and everything gets hot wired. And it like it looks like the the line actually gets radioactive, yeah, which like I was like, is that a but... result? Yeah. It, but then, it, it, regardless of the direction you're going, you your your velocity speeds up. Yeah. Which I don't know why so I was like, use that all the time. But it's also cool. At the same time, I'm like, how much more can you improve on gravity? <laughs> like you're already wearing heavy ass dumb backpacks <laughs> zipping down these lines. Combat backpack. Yeah, combat backpacks, combat backpacks. And so, like, how much are you just like, oof, regular physics are pretty much the same. We need to improve on this. Hot it's, it's hot wire. You know, but they can't, they can't say, they can't do the action without saying the catchphrase. No, that's how it's activated. <laughs> it's a voice-activated hot no, wire. No, it's activated by the button, yeah, but Dave. To, they just to love to say, it. hot wire. Hot wire. Good guys hot and wire. bad guys, which I found... Uh, interesting Insane. because that means they're probably getting their tech from like the same guy who's just like raking in boatloads of cash. Yeah, like who is black market selling combat backpacks? I don't know, but he's only selling 14, 15 of them at a shot. <laughs> yeah, this is not a great business plan for him. <laughs> no, because they're indestructible at this point. All right. They just don't see that they never, nothing, regardless of what happens and the, the, the problems that they encounter yeah. on these zip lines, nothing ever clogs nope. or backs up, never runs out. Uh, and, and nothing seems to ever really truly get damaged. Yeah, they never run you out of think, lines. Everything's fine. I, if you were to put a price on these combat backpacks, Dave, how much would you say one combat backpack costs? I would say it's priceless because I take that oh. two ways. One, uh, it's worthless. Two, because <laughs> it doesn't exist and would never work. Two, like you can't put a price on it, which is how the DoD operates because they're so expensive, but they save lives. So priceless. Yeah, but we, like, I, I'm pretty sure that defense actually does Priceless. put a number because when they bill a contractor, they're just like, you need to give us Price. an actual tangible price. You can't draw a symbol. That's an here's infinity our, symbol. Here's I'm our not list. paying you infinity dollars. Here's our list of things that are priceless. Oh, God. Damn Sky's it. the limit. Uh, <laughs> each one of these things, since they're friggin' custom made, are probably more than an exosuit from Exosquad. Oh, man. And that was in, that I was in gonna... the future, so this is like, this is like nineteen eighty seven dollars. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna put a price tag of like ten million dollars for each oh, one of these dumb backpacks. That's it. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. 
10 oh, million dollars no. for a, a lazy boy with lasers, yeah. a laser boy, and missiles oh, that shoots non-existent zipline. Uh, it doesn't really shoot, like, I'm the one carrying the missiles no, 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 in no. many cases. Well, it drops missiles. Oh, oh. It, it, it holds missiles until you drop them. Um, oh, okay. And then once they're gone, you can put, like, a six-pack in there. But, uh, and then it shoots pretty, pretty metaphysical ziplines that don't exist until they hit something, and then they are the most secure line you'll ever have unless the continent happens to be breaking apart. Oh, okay. I think only ten million. I feel like maybe I mean, ten million for for construction, but the R and D that went into this is easily in the tens of billions. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Prize. I mean, I'm just assuming the way that they handle yeah. and treat these things <laughs> yeah. that they're just like a dime a fucking dozen. Like you could just go to a like a Target and just pick one up next to Sky Commanders. Next to the they don't picture care. Picture frames. Yeah, right. All right, so let's let's jump back into this. So I mean, plot doesn't really mean anything in this episode. They have a fight. Um, the Sky Commanders retreat, supposedly. The Raiders think yeah. they've won. Lucas played. Let, let, super thrilled. Yeah. So let, let's talk. You bring up a great point, Dave. Can you explain to me uh-huh. the Sky Commanders' tactics? Not really. And how, and how they're doing this. Not particularly. Because there's nine of them. And there's only five <laughs> of the Raiders. But somehow the okay. Raiders like, get the drop on them and start beating them. So the Commanders retreat. You know, Summit orders a retreat. The rest of the guys are like, uh, retreat? He's like, yeah, fine. And one of them, who was it? Was it uh, Cutter? Breaker? One of the guys is like, I don't know why we're retreating. We're going to look like a bunch of cowards. He's like, I don't care if you believe it. We just need them to believe it. So in other words, right. it's a ruse. They're retreating so that they can then follow the raiders back to their hideout, which I, whatever. It didn't even bother me that it made zero sense because I was just like, that was a cool action scene. Let's see what happens next. I bet it doesn't yeah, involve man-eating plants. I bet it does. Oh, does it? <laughs> what doesn't this next so, little sequence involve? Well, you're you're introduced uh, to a quick sequence which sort of shows the Sky Commander's giant base that they yeah. have, and that it seems like for some reason that I would consider killing time yeah. that they show them sort of like on a quick training mission. Yeah, they just let their hair down of, a little bit. Old Red and RJ, where they sort of just go out and sort of shoot. Uh, around with some of these these grapple lasers for just like maybe a minute. Oh yeah, they're like testing. Then, wow, they're testing like yeah. a bomb on a line, wire, which doesn't wire. work, and then hot wires, which kind of works too well. Yeah, because because they've screamed it now in your face like five times, but they just want to be like, we want to make sure you understand exactly what hot wire is and what it does, because this is really not going to be that important later. The on. cool thing was though that the toy actually had a metal end on the line that you could just pop into an electrical outlet and then you automatically had a hot wire it was a really cool feature kids if you're playing in your garage attached to a car battery one end to the car battery other end paperclip electrical outlet please don't do that uh get your parents car keys open up their car door there's a little switch that's down at the bottom left wherever their left foot would be that is for their the hood of the car Mm -hmm. Do that. There's a little safety trigger that you got to clip it to get. You got to pinch it together. Pinch it. Pinch it. Lift the car. Lift the lift the hood up. There's the battery. It's probably down on the on the, on the right hand side. It's called a combat backpack get battery. Combat backpack battery. So you got to get these things, kid. Yeah. This is what's. What, hey, you looking to be cool? <laughs> got to get that combat backpack battery. Ba- combat backpack battery. Yeah. Right. I can't wait to go as a Sky Commander for Halloween one year and just have someone wheel me around because the thing is so cumbersome. All right, so we've got a weird training mission. We've got RJ and, like, virtual reality training for some reason, complaining about the whole thing. And Red's yeah. standing there looking at his package, complaining about him. Mm. But then, all right, so we go on this mission where they're going to infiltrate the headquarters of the Raiders. It's actually called, what, Assault on Raider Squadron or Raider HQ, something like that? The yeah. name of the episode? Raider Stronghold. Salt Raider on Raider Stronghold. Stronghold. That's the first one that we watched. So you would think that they would just go in, they'd have another fight. No, they, they go in and they find like this crazy world of like overgrown giant plants, man-eating plants. Spoiler alert, Cutter actually gets eaten by one of them, and I thought he was straight dead. Yeah, I really thought he was Because dead. this thing clamped down on him, and he was gone. They, they really, uh, our, our intrepid and leader... Uh, Mike Summit is just like, he pulls out a blaster and he's just like, I'm just going to shoot this fucking thing. Well, even before that, though, everybody was just like, well, he's gone. (laughs) They're just (laughs) like, "Mm, he's done. We went to a commercial break and he's still not here, so. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. He went up and he tried to like force the the fangs of this Venus flytrap open first with just like brute strength. 
and then he tried to just, bl just blast it open with a laser. Who was it? Books and uh, Yuri, I think, came over and were just like, all yeah. right, chill out a second. Books is like, if you do this and he falls out, he's going to fall right into the acid bath below. Yeah. And I was like, wait, or the acid, acid bog. Bogs. Acid bog. And I was like, wait, when the fuck did we get an acid? You know what? Sure shit. It's Makes the agro crack. This place is literally the continent of the agro crack. Yeah. Worst possible things that could happen here. Like, what else do we have? So, so eventually, well, go ahead. Well, I, I do want to say yeah, this, yeah. is that the entire time that, uh, <laughs> that we have one of our heroes trapped inside of the mouth of this Venus flytrap, everybody is making unnecessary vegetable oh jokes. Oh, my God. This is where you get like, to do your Jamaican. They're just right? like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just there. And they're just criticizing him. So, feed me the line, and I want to do the... All right, this is Stryker, and he says, he says, maybe if he would have eaten his vegetables when he was a kid, they wouldn't have tried to eat him. Maybe if he would have eaten his vegetables when he was a kid, they wouldn't try to eat him. Hey, mom. Hey, mom. Yeah, man, they just do, they just do the worst job of like, like and, and you, you think, you have a teammate in crisis, yeah. and you are all on fucking zip Also, lines. he's being eaten by a giant plant. Show a little surprise, right. if not concern. There are other plants yeah. that are around you. Like you have the potential to now get eaten, yeah. and everybody is just sitting there, like, eh, "I'm on a zipline. Fuck it. I'm in a lazy boy. <laughs> I'm just gonna hotwire that son of a bitch if he comes near me." Woo! Yeah, right. Summit, Summit's like the only one that's like, "I'm gonna go take care yeah. of this. Like, I'm gonna go rescue him." Which he so, but of course, yeah. he does, and he does it by putting his hotwire hot into the mouth of this plant. And, and like electrocuting it? Electrocutes it. It opens up like one of the aliens, you know, like one of the xenomorph aliens. Like the pods that they're like, yeah, the it just kind of grossly opens up and looks like some sort of genitalia. But anyway, they drag Cutter back out of it. He's totally fine. And uh, then they just go on about their merry way. But they have a warning. Yeah. They're like, look, we got the acid bogs down there. We got these creepy man eating plants. Who knows what else is living in here? But Books has a whole bunch of like bio readings or whatever. So there's other creatures that are in there. They're like, you should probably stay near the ceiling. Well, which hotshot decides he doesn't want to stay near the ceiling? Oh, of course. It is our surfer buddy. We've got RJ who's like, woo, I'm just going to go down near where the water is, where you have like what looks like an albino crocodile yeah. jumping out. You've got all this other stuff. More tentacles and then suddenly and you've, got, you've got purple tentacle porn yeah. coming out trying to and grab he's him. He's kicking at him like a little dick. Yeah. Ugh. I wouldn't have mm -hmm. mind if Cutter died because we didn't know him at all. I yeah. really would have preferred it if RJ died. Rest in peace, Cutter. Tail. Rest in peace, Cutter, and that you plant food. Uh, should have eaten your vegetables when you were a kid. Which I love what? is like a terrible PSA to kids watching the show to eat your vegetables. So Give silly. me a break. Uh, so, of course, Red's yelling at him from behind, which is how they do it. Um, yeah. And then, of course, he gets attacked by a tentacle monster, basically like a kraken yep. in the acid bog. I don't even remember how they who got away from this. Who comes to his rescue? I don't know, because it didn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it was just, I thought it was Red just shooting a, another laser at it, and he, it immediately retreats, yeah. to which she's just like, hey, stop dicking around. Yeah. Like, what, what, what are you doing? Uh, Knock it yeah, off. Yeah, literally all she says to him, she, you heard books, RJ. Hug the ceiling. That's it. But that was before <laughs> he got attacked by the Kraken porn. Oh, my God. It's real bad. So they, they, get, they get into the base yep. uh, where Plague should have been, and Plague was smart enough to sort of see through this ruse that they had, and he is packing up, and they're getting the fuck out of Which there. Which I appreciate. You, know why? you don't see that too often from villains that are actually like <clears throat> somewhat smart. You don't. Yeah. You know, and the, the nice thing about this is that he's getting the fuck out of there because he also knows that this continent really doesn't stay stable for more than 24 fucking hours. Right. So he's like, we got to bounce. Like, I don't understand why he built a base in the first place with all this technology and computers in there. And then he was just like, guys, we got to get out of here. I've made some grave errors <laughs> like, in judgment. Look, team, Raiders, great job getting this base constructed and refined and all cleaned up in 23 and a half hours. Unfortunately, it's going to crumble into an acid bog in the next 30 minutes, so we're going to have to get out of here. Mordax, pick up the heavy shit and move it. Yeah, let's let's now make fun of Mordax Logistics, for it. Not their strong point. God. But they had time to set a shitload of traps. That's neat. Oh, did they? Oh, boy. Because let me tell you about water. It's the natural enemy of a laser <laughs> grappling hook. <laughs> I love that he was like, isn't there some way to turn this off? I was like, it's fucking water. Like, it's not coming out it's of a tap. <laughs> it's water. Yeah, find the faucet, guys. <laughs> find the giant faucet for this waterfall. But it's crazy. They, they get into this cave. 
And I think they literally asked books, like, how stable is it? And he gives one of the best lines because it yeah. made zero sense. And he was just like, well, here we go. He's basically like, it might give in in 30 seconds, and perhaps sooner. I was just like, books, you're fucking worthless. We're all dead. Thanks a lot, Thanks for the heads up. So it doesn't actually so, collapse or cave in quite yet. So they get right. doused in this torrential waterfall, which they all freak out. But it only lasts about five seconds. But what was the whole point? It wasn't actually to take out the laser cable so sky command. Turns out that the water is a catalyst oh. for sort of like this, this crystal structure Science. that is inside of the cave that begins to shoot kind of like, I don't know what, because like you have stalactites, stalagmites, but then these are like side stalactites. These, these are just like side spears that just came out of yeah. everywhere. And they're quick so like these Britney spears. Yeah. These Britney spears come out of the fucking yep, wall, and they try to like they try to like stab everybody that's there, and they're they're growing very slowly. Well, but quick enough um, that they can like the like the space that's available to the zip liners, which again you can only move in one straight line, is is right. like fairly quickly being gobbled up, and they're running out of space, and there's no exit. They can't find any exit. And this is the part where Mike Summit is just like, guys. I'm open to I'm open to anybody's idea right so, now. Anybody who has a plan, let's snap into it. So this it. is the part where the leader gives up, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, he's standing there about exactly. to be impaled by Britney Spears, and he's just like, ah, uh, fuck yeah, it, whatever you guys got, because otherwise we're dead. Hey, uh, let's look in the suggestion box and see what yeah, everybody put in right. there about how to get out of this predicament. Well, it's a good thing Red was randomly standing by a wall that got speared open by one of these crystals, <laughs> because that was like yeah. Deus Ex Machina we, at we, that point. We need to we need to just look at the idea of this trope of the heroes did jack shit and and, and the trap that was set for them ultimately was their savior. Yes. It was a trap that just, didn't hurt them but then opened up a way out. <laughs> so yeah. not the best. So thanks. Thanks, I guess. Maybe. Uh, I did have <sighs> one other line from back when Cutter was trapped in that plant. Oh god. It was from uh I think it was from Summit himself. He's like, glad to have you back, Cutter, but let's try to avoid any romances with the plant life from now on, okay? Oh. It's like, the dude just got ate by a plant. He just got eaten up by a plant. He wasn't you doing got, anything. He, he just got got, yeah. and you're being... Look, maybe he had a really sensual time. I mean, he might have. He didn't give it the bad I touch. Don't know. That wasn't his fault, if anything. He was the yeah. one that should feel violated. Right. Summit. He was taken advantage yeah. of. Let's just give him, you know, let's give doubt, him a couple son. minutes. Oh. Yeah, God. Everybody, you know what? Maybe he goes back at the end of this and is romantic with that plant. Maybe they have human Venus flytrap hybrids. And that's how Swamp Thing was born. And that's how Swamp Thing. Jesus. Moral of the story. Uh, All right, so they're they're in like a second cave at this point, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like the larger portion of a cave. Who knows? What even happened here? There were like explosions, and then shit caved in, and then there were more lines, and then RJ was a hero. I don't even. What's the point? Right. So. So a lot of this is that the the entire episode, Red has been riding RJ yeah. like real hard, oh, yeah. just getting real into it, and she's been uh she's been rather the disciplinarian right. or the the person telling him to take this seriously. She basically said this, like when when she got that opening into the other cave, she was like, if you wouldn't have been screwing around, maybe you actually would have helped find a way out of this thing like I did. And he's like, whatever, you took care of it, fine. Yeah. yeah. So in this moment. Everybody is like, uh, there were explosions that Plague had set up. Everything's exploding. Uh, everybody is now plummeting, right. which again, you guys all have combat backpacks all got the same that thing. shoot laser wire. Everybody has the same, same fucking thing. tool, except for RJ with his magical floating pneumatic tube <laughs> throne that's got a rocket pack on the bottom of uh-huh. it. So he, he shoots around, fires two grappling Pretty hooks, slick. and everybody doesn't fall with their hook backpack everybody grabs it with their arm and i was just like well that's a ripped off arm <laughs> he just shredded a like, limb you guys are carrying a, you guys are carrying a shit ton of fucking weight <laughs> well, they did that before with the e-line too or it was like the line was literally <laughs> attached to the weakest part of your entire body it's it's like, your wrist yeah, just rip that oh you know your right wrist out. the strongest part of your arm <laughs> <laughs> just rip those tiny bones right out just the hands. It's, there's just there's just severed hands littering this new continent of ours. Just hands. It's everywhere. connected. It's connected to one of the smallest valleys of nerves in your arm. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, yeah, let's just put a choker let's on shred it. Shred this thing. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, so then we go back topside, right? And we've got the raiders. They're all packed up. They're ready to go. And they're like, "Haha, we finally defeated the Sky Commanders. I'm gonna get that Fata Seven. The world is now mine." Well, since this is the ah. first episode of a show called Sky Commanders, you can probably guess. I thought for a second that they were gonna leave it there, but you can probably guess Sky Commanders are gonna come busting out, and save the day. Oh, do they? Yeah. They come out in force. Yeah. Nine against ready to five. Fight. Super fair. Yeah. Super fair, you guys. <laughs> Oh, God. Raiders didn't really put up much of a fight. They just kind of take off at this point. Yeah, and so they they bolt, and in this moment, and we, we've run into this a couple times, and this is continually frustrating for me to watch, where, again, we've, we've, we have made fun of the fact that they have, been, they have outnumbered the bad right. guys 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. That's, almost, that's almost 2 to 1 <laughs> at this point, you know? And so... They have every tactical advantage. They have surprise. Yep. They have numbers. Yep. They have weapons. Yep. They have actually slightly different weapons because the bad guys don't have a pneumatic tube thing. Yeah, they've got like weird wings. So, like they're way more aerodynamic, but they don't yeah. use it for anything. Like they don't glide really. Just a weird looking thing. Just like thing. they've they've got like Starscream backpacks. Yeah, which looks super awkward when they're trying to walk around because it kind of waddle. Got like a weird yeah. Transformer penguin walk thing. Going. Oh, I loved the I loved the Transformer penguin oh, walk. I was like, this just looks like. Somebody who got off like uh like riding a horse through for the first like, time the country yeah. for the first time, <laughs> they got that cowboy wobble and so just like <laughs> they got those outback legs and so it's just it's funny to kind of see uh that all of a sudden we have the good guys in such a commanding position and I, I forget maybe it was I don't know if it was like Striker or maybe it was Cutter and they they're pulling out these laser pistols that each of them have. And like Summit's like, no, that's enough adventure for today. Yeah. I was like, bitch, your fucking life is adventure. <laughs> you signed up for nothing but adventure. Right. These guys are going to kill you. <laughs> I like just it. Just go, put, I go it. put a bullet in them. I liked it, though, because they were just like, well, we we're all out of time for today. So that's enough adventure, kids. I know. And that's how the episode I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like notable cartoons that we've watched. I know that Dinosaurs was like that, where they apprehended the villains in one episode, right. and they were just like, "We're gonna let them go." Was like, what the fuck would you do that yeah, for? So you, can have you guys have been episodes? fighting like a, you guys have been fighting like a, a hundred thousand year battle against each other, and you're just gonna fucking let them go? They're like, uh, all right, great. War, I don't know anything else. I mean, maybe I could. I guess that soldier's mentality is something that's lost on me because I've never. I've never been like, oh, I got to fight all the time in order to exist, but. <laughs> well, you're not cut <laughs> out to be a Sky so... Commander 2.0, oh, unfortunately. Burn in your combat backpack. Any, gotta, anything else? Drop in an acid bog. Uh, I got some other lines here. So we've got um, Summit had some terrible lines. He calls up, he's like, Kodiak, it's time to go bowling for raiders. That's when Kodiak dropped missiles on people. Uh, when Yuri puts up a stink about uh, not agreeing with Summit's plans, he says, this isn't a debating team, pal. Pretty bad. I wrote that down as well. That's pretty bad. Uh, let's see what else we got. I think that's pretty much it. Books had some good ones. But they're, they're kind of boring. They were just like him reporting like tactical information and stuff. But not, not great, but not bad. Yeah, what do you got? I had uh, one thing that we neglected to okay. mention during the, the intro, and I think that this is probably my last thought on this show just because it's so fantastic. It was so wonderful for me. But this entire show starts off with a bad robot voice. It does, and it didn't make sense to me. I thought I was watching like a weirdly <laughs> slowed down copy of this thing. It's, it's, it just goes, Sky Commander. It's got that like, Sky Commander. Commander. Like something out of like a bad Transformers rip. And I think that's probably what caused it. But yeah. it had nothing to do with anything. There are no robots. <sighs> There's no robot voices. It's just zip lines and sometimes plants. Yeah. Zip lines, plants, and tentacle and porn. Some ladies. Yeah. yeah. Some, some, ladies. some Irish ladies. An Irish lass. Irish loss. Oh, Faith and Pagora. Okay, that's it for me. Oh, man. Um, but we, we had some opinions, which we'll share with you in a second, but there were some other opinions out there. These were pulled from Amazon because IMDb is like, fuck that, we don't have any. <laughs> you want to read the first one here for us? <laughs> yeah, sure. So we, uh, this one that we have is from Damaged Control, oh, boy. which con is spelled like K-A-H-N. Of course it is. Dash T R O L L. So this Shout uh, out this got control. 
Yeah, thanks. Thanks for all of your good work, Damage Control. And this is a three out of five stars. It says, memories fade with age. <laughs> I loved this show as a kid. I even had the zipline action figures. Having seen these episodes now, I question my quote-unquote coolness as a child. It's not a bad show, but it's not that great either. Save your cash and get that Pound Puppies DVD. <laughs> that stinger killed me. I can't make you save your that cash and get that Pound Puppies me. DVD. Question your coolness. Save your pennies. Get that Pound Puppies DVD. Uh, damage control. You keep being cool uh, with those Pound Puppies, buddy. Pound Puppies represent. Are Pound Puppies like, we, are they still going like My Little Pony and Bronies out there? I don't think so. Huh? But I appreciate damage control giving those dogs a forever home. What a good That's guy. That's true. Get those DVDs. All right, we got another one from Lawson Allen. This is a little more recent from uh, last March 2015. Five out of five stars. This is spelled terribly, by the way, but uh, you're not going to quite get it by me reading it to you. But just imagine that everything I say is spelled incorrectly. This show also had a very cool toy line. One of the greats from the late 1980s. The show only got 13 eps. Very much needs to make a comeback. This DVD is a great buy. So there you go. Uh, it's funnier to me because everything is spelled wrong. It's not quite as funny when I read it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a fun show. I mean, we'll talk about recommendations here. So do you recommend it? And if not, do you give it the dip? Which again, erases it from existence for all time. I recommend nice. this. No dip. <clears throat> dip today. I recommend this. I recommend it too, man. I think it's a lot of fun. It's very different from anything you'll ever watch as far as like the action style. I mean, the good guys versus bad guys is exactly the same. The other tropes are exactly the same, but... The dialogue is bad. bad. You get a robot voice. Yeah, exactly. Everything is exactly but like you you'd expect saying. in the 80s. But... Right. Zipline. But you were... Oh, but ziplines. <laughs> Definitely No, zip I just line. love it. It's a, it's a really cool, unique kind of, like, um, method to get the action and the combat and the, the transportation across. The backstory is completely insane. You knew it was made to create <laughs> toys. But it's just fun. I think this one was a lot of fun. It made me laugh. It surprised me a lot of the times, and uh, it was just a good watch. Good watch. Check out Sky Commander. It's a lot of fun. It's a good surprise, too. I, I like being surprised uh, either in a pleasant way or a really disappointing way. Yeah. This is the form. This is a good one. Yeah. I would uh, add much cool. more. Well, you only got 12 more episodes to watch, and then you're done forever until we make Sky Commanders 2.0. Was there anything... I Final okay. thought about yeah. this. Was there anything sort of about this that reminded you of another cartoon that we've watched like two years ago called Spiral Zone? Uh, I was thinking a little Spiral Zone with the weird ugh, with the weird vehicles and stuff that they had. But it yeah, was like yeah, yeah. if Spiral Zone and Centurions got together. Okay. Because it was like, well, we don't want to wear Lego exosuits, but we do want to attach combat backpacks to ourselves. <laughs> so let's just combine the two. Um, I, I'm never going to get tired of saying the word combat backpack. Combat backpack. It's pretty fantastic. Combat backpack. Uh, and I think, wasn't Centurions Hanna-Barbera? I think they were back in the day. Uh, maybe. So, I mean, the animation maybe looked a little similar, too. So if you guys liked hmm. or even hated either of those, you might want to just check out Sky Commanders. It's cast in the same vein. As for you, buddy, what do you have coming up in the next couple of weeks? Oh, man. Uh, when this is coming out, uh, <clears throat> thank you to anybody who came to watch POTUS at WIT. We are all done in for another four years until we elect, till we reelect President Trump. Yeah. And of course, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Sean Paul Ellis. Fantastic. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. Claw MD. I actually have something to plug this week. First time in a very long time. This entire month of November, as some of you know, is uh, National Novel Writers Month. Um, I've done that in the past, but I thought it would be interesting if while y'all were out there writing novels, if you actually wanted to read one as well. So I went ahead and wrote one for you. Basically, what I'm doing is releasing a chapter a day for the entire month of November. Uh, the title is called Black Castle. You can actually follow that hashtag Black Castle, all one word. It's basically, uh, sci it's kind of science fiction, but just science, almost realistically based thriller that uh, imagine if John McClane from Die Hard actually had a PhD in like chemistry and uh, virology. Kind of the same, kind of the same idea. So it was fun. A lot of fun mm. for me. Uh, fun little thriller. Got some twists and turns. So if you guys are into that and want to read a chapter a day, check out my page, DaveCrumbore.com, or follow me on Twitter and Facebook and look for Black Castle. Other places you can find me are on Collider.com, Nerdist.com, and of course, at our own website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Remember, that's morning with a U. You can also find us on Twitter, at MorningTunes. Check out our Instagram page. Sean's been putting some fantastic stuff up there for you guys to check out. 
uh, we're continuing the conversation on our Facebook page where we're well over 3,200 likes. Thank you guys so much for all the shares, follows, conversations. Fantastic work over there. We're loving it. Love the conversations. Each and every week, you can listen to us through our YouTube channel. Feel free to subscribe over there. And you can listen to our free audio podcast each and every week through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. As always, if you want to reach out to us, send us an email, saturdaymorningcartoons at gmail.com. For the rest of this month, what do we got coming up, buddy? What's up next week? Oh, man, we have a... Uh, this, is, this has been on the docket for a while because we hate ourselves. We are going to watch Emergency Plus, Plus four. 4. Plus 4. Are we going to have a special guest? We might. Uh, I believe we are. I believe we are actually going to have a real-life EMS firefighter plus, join us next week. Plus four. Plus, plus one. Oh, plus so one. it'll be Sean and Dave plus <laughs> plus one. Plus the new name of the show. Um, Sean and Dave right. plus one. So uh, next week for Emergency Plus Four, I believe we we're going to have a uh, guest. It's been a while since he's been on the yeah. show, but uh, Alex Capice, who was on our Ren and Stippy episode, he is going to be making a comeback and talking Emergency Plus Four with us. And then followed by that, we're going to round out the month of November with Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Yeah, we're, we're knocking out some classics here that have been on our list for a long time. And I'm glad we're getting around to some of these, too, because they're, they're being uh, quite surprising so far with the month of November. So looking forward to it. Uh, that's about it for us tonight. So thank you guys very much for listening. This has been Saturday Morning Cartoons, and we will see you next time. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.